the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to ear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. One of the things that the Bible teaches us to do is keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. One of the reasons why is because it's by watching Jesus that we learn what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus will give us a clear and complete understanding of how a child of God is supposed to live their lives. We'll learn how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. It's through watching Jesus that we can learn all the things that matter to our Father so that we can represent Him properly like He wants all of us to do. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we were all told by God to do. And now that we're Christians, it's what we all should always do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith. Same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to help you live all the way live. Live out the life that God has in store for you, the one he sent his son to die for so that you can live out like he wants you to do. Come on, have a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. And I'm telling you, y'all going to get blessed up in here in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. Because that's God's desire for me and you. I'm talking about the ones of us he set free. The ones that he brought us out of the slave market of sin with his own blood. He has an intention for you and me. And that is for us to be able to live our life like we really are free. We, so that we can be imitators of him and live out the life that he always intended for me and you. I'm talking about the children of God living like he wants us to. We're going to learn a little bit more about that today. Learn about this life that God wants us to live. And what it is that he has given us to be able to live this life. Out, and how we should respond to what he gives us. So that we can live this life out. Oh, it's going to bless you today. Have an aid to hear what the Lord's going to say. We'll start reading in Ephesians chapter 5. This is our foundational text. Once again, we're going to do a short review. Move forward into what I got in store for you today, which is going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord says to you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, it reads like this. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God, for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. But this ye, for this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor a covetous man, who is an idolater, 
have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and in in truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. He's talking to his church right now. Talking to his children right now. Talking to the body of Christ right now. He's talking to you and me right now. And the Lord is saying, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Now, we already learned the Bible definition for a fool. Fool, by, by, by biblical definition, means a person who says in their heart that there is no God. Well, thank God we ain't that kind of fool. Because we already know there's a God. We've already received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Thank you for that one amen and that one hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we already know that there is a God. We've accepted, accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And now we're in him. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. Well, we ain't that fool. So, you know, we got disqualified for that one. But there's another fool that we can be. And that's the one that makes a decision as though there is no God. Because many of us who even know that there's a God make a decision like there is no God. We choose to live our lives like there is no God. And we just live any old kind of life like there really is no God. But God is talking to his church right now and saying, hey, wake up. Wake up. Because, you know, the sleeping giant is asleep right now. Because we're living out the American dream and not living out what God has in store for me and you. We're trying to live out every other thing other than what it is that God said to me and you. And we're making all decisions like there ain't no God doing what we want to do. God said, excuse me, wake up. Quit acting like fools and be wise. Be circumspect in your life and begin to start paying attention to what you do. Why? Because the days are evil. Y'all know these are some evil days out here right now. Praise God. I mean, it is like mind-boggling. If I didn't have a word right here, praise God, and already know how this thing is going to end, I would question whether we're going to win. Because I'm watching the opposite of everything that it is that God's about being lived out by the Christians. I ain't talking about the world. I'm talking about the Christians. And then there's teaching coming in the church to tell you it don't matter what you do. The devil is a lion. His breath stank. It does matter what you do. Because God's telling his church to wake up. Why? Because I want you to live like I want you to do. Live circumspect. Why? Because there's a world out there that needs to know what really is acceptable unto the Lord. Because how are they going to find out what's acceptable to the Lord if the people of the Lord don't walk that way, don't live that way? Because it's going to tell them that they're okay in what they do because they're going to look in the church and see me and you and see the same thing they do. But that's not me and you. That's why we're waking up. And we're going to let this thing out circumspect like God wants us to do so that we can begin to pay attention to what we do and make sure we let this thing out like God got planned for me and you. Hallelujah. God's talking to his church right now. I mean, he's talking to his church right now. He's hollering at us. You know, the sad part about it is that it's just like it was in Revelation. I never thought I saw that day. I never thought I'd see that day. But it's just like it is in Revelation. The Bible says that God standeth at the door and knock, which means he's on the outside of the church, knocking to try to get into the church, to begin to start for the church to live like he want them to do. 
It's already happening. But I'm so glad it ain't happening with me and you. Praise God, because we are the people who God is going to live this thing out like we're supposed to do and walk circumspectly in life and live like God wants us to do. We ain't going to act like fools, but we're going to be wise and operate according to what God wants me and you. We're finding out how to do that. And that's by being followers of God as dear children. Followers of God. We found out already that the word followers means imitators, which means we're supposed to imitate God. We're supposed to mimic God. We're supposed to imitate God. We're supposed to copy him in action and in speech, which means our actions should speak what it is that God wants us to do and uh, speak of what God wants us to do. And our speech should be able to say the same thing that God do too, which means if God don't do it, why are we doing it? If God ain't about it, why are we about it? The reason why is because we act like fools. But God is waking up his fools and saying, come on, come on, pay attention. I'm taking you to school so you can learn this thing like you're supposed to and live this thing like you ought to. Now, I'm telling you, every pastor ain't going to teach this. Every pastor ain't going to teach this one. Every evangelist ain't going to teach this one. He figure he ain't going to get no more meetings after he teach something like this. Praise God. Because this is the one that's telling people to live right, to act right, and begin to conduct themselves like they really are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, we're going to do it up in here. Praise God. And we're going to do it just like he told us to do it, as dear children, beloved children. Which means we ain't doing this because we're worried about death coming our way in relationship to eternal death. Because Jesus already handled that for me and you. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. We're living in what's called a dispensation of grace where God has given you time to be able to learn how to do it like you ought to do. And taking away the death part so it don't have to manifest for you while you're getting it together and learning how to do what you're supposed to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so, but that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be using this time, buying back the time, and you start using this time to begin to start living it the way God wants us to do. Because time is short. He's coming to get us. Praise God. But yet we want to make sure he gets as many as they're supposed to. That's why he wants us to live this thing out like we ought to. We found out no man has seen God at any time but Jesus. That's why he came to be able to show forth his glory, that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, he was the only begotten then, but he ain't the only begotten now. Because we know that now he is the firstborn of many brethren. And we are the many brethren of which he's the brother of. Praise God. And because of that, we're supposed to follow him in love and operate the way he's supposed to. Not because we're worried about something bad happening to us, but we do it because we love our father who saved me and you. We love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind because God loved us first. But although he loved us first, we love him back by living the way we're supposed to. We love him back by doing what it is he wants us to do and begin to conduct himself like we want to. Well, we found out that, therefore, that the ultimate aim of a Christian in a Christian life is to display Christ-likeness. It ain't be able to get you a car and to be able to drive far and then send us selfie pictures back of where you was. Praise God. No, that's not the ultimate aim in life. Ultimate aim in life is to live like Christ. You begin to conduct yourself like he wants us to do. That's God's design for you. Your ultimate aim, praise God, is not to get you a new car. Hallelujah. Get you a new house. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you can have a bigger house. Praise God. And, and then you can live in that house other than, in a way other than what you ought to. That's not God's plan for you. Now, God will get your house. Praise God. Don't, don't, don't mistake me on this one. But at the same time, that's not our ultimate aim. Our ultimate aim is not just to have a sweet crib. Praise God. But then act like a baby in a crib and live the, totally the opposite of a, than a mature Christian should live. We're supposed to be able to do this thing the way God wants us to live and live like God wants us to live. That's the ultimate aim of a Christian. Therefore, we found out we're supposed to, as imitators of God, we're supposed to follow after godliness. We're supposed to deny ungodliness in this world. We're supposed to contradict it. We're supposed to disavow it. We're supposed to reject it. We're supposed to refuse it and don't use it. We ain't got nothing to do with it. That's what God intends for me and you because that's what Jesus did, and we're supposed to imitate him and did what he did too. In fact, that's just what we ought to do. Praise God, since that's the Father's expectation. 
We're to walk in the in same way Jesus did when he walked upon the face of the earth too. And that's how we ought to live our lives, doing everything he did too. We ought to depart from evil and do good. But the only key to that is you got to know what's good in order to be able to do what's good. And you got to know what's evil to depart from evil. That's why when we found out what Satan's ploy is, what he's trying to do for every woman and boy, is trying to make sure that we call evil good and good evil. Because if he can get us to call evil good and good evil, then we will look at good as though it's evil, and we will look at evil as though it's good. And we'll begin to start living that out the way we think we should. But God said, no, I'm trying to straighten this thing out. Because woe is what's going to come into the life of a person that lives out evil good and good evil. That's why he's trying to tell us, whoa, hold up in your life and begin to find out what's good. That's why he gives us the word. God shares what is his word. God shares what is his law so that we can be able to know exactly what we need to do. We found out God's law is truth. That's what truth is. And we found out today his law is his teachings, his doctrines, and his instructions. His teachings, his doctrines, and instructions. So don't get nervous when you hear the word law. God's telling you that he wants you to get his teachings, his doctrines, and his instructions because he wants to teach you how to live, teach you how to conduct yourself because they already know you don't know what it is. God's law is right. It's righteous. We found out in God's law is righteousness. Now, not the righteousness that you receive in order to be right with God in relationship to live your life in right standing with God. No, that's not what I'm talking about because the law couldn't provide us that. Praise God. Why? Because we couldn't live like that. That's the one that comes through Jesus. But, the, but this right here, righteousness, is talking about the right. The right, which means that which is right comes from God's teachings and his instructions. Since it's the right, then that means there is no other right, which means that makes it real easy for us because all we got to do is find out what he got to say about a matter because that's what's right about that matter. It ain't our opinion. It ain't our bent. No, it's the word that he sent so that we can be able to live our lives according to and live this thing out like we ought to. Because we found out when we understand this word and do what he tells us to do, everything going to work out real good for me and you. That way, it'll anchor our minds. Because we found out truth anchors our soul. So that when we get ready to go back out of control and do what we used to do, it'll anchor our soul and hold us right there and say, hold up, that's not what we do. Because this is what God said about a matter. And if that's what he said about a matter, that's what we think about that matter. Because otherwise, we go buck wild and crazy and begin to start refashioning ourselves according to our former lust that he delivered us from. So that we'll be like that dog that returns to his vomit and that clean pig that go back to the sow. Because even though we've been saved from all that, we still move back like we don't know how. But God gives us his word. And so that we can be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That when he comes to trick me and you, bringing lies to me and you, saying something other than what's true, we'll already know what's true. And we'll be excited about it too. Last time we got together, we found out only God's word is right. Ain't nothing else right. I know my English is bad, but my teaching is real good. Ain't nothing else right but what God has to say. Because if God don't say it, it ain't right. And we even read a whole song they used to sing to it about it. In fact, let's go over there. Psalms number 19. Praise God. This is where we, where, we, where we was last week. Praise God. If you weren't here, make sure you get to CD. Praise God. Because once again, I broke it down seriously for thee. So that you can understand why each of these words is there. So you can be able to come on up in here and live it like God wants you to do. Psalms number 19, starting with stanza number 7. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Once again, his instructions, his teaching, they are perfect. That word perfect we found out means entire, which means everything that you need to know is in that word. Everything that you need for success is in that word. It's entire. That's good. That means you ain't got to look nowhere else to find out what to do. You ain't got to look in no self-help book to help yourself by doing something other than what God wants you to do. It's all right here in the law of the Lord. And look what it's perfect for doing, converting the soul. We found out that word converting means turning back and restoring. 
God wants to turn your mind back to the way it originally was supposed to think. Because before Adam fell, Adam thought just like God thought. He said what God said, and he only lived like God wanted him to live. But after the fall, he lost that all, and he began to start learning other things other than what God said. And as a result of receiving other thoughts other than what God said, he started living out that thing where God said he'd be dead, and he did it too. But thank God for the second Adam, Jesus Christ, full of grace and truth, who came in us and be able to restore us back to the Father. And for those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he has restored us back to the Father. We're back connected to God again. But there's another part of the restoration that's necessary for us to be able to win and win again. And what is that? That we think like he thought before too. Before he only thought what God thought. That's what God's trying to restore in us right now, that we only think what God thought, thinks. Because most of us think all kind of stuff other than what God thinks. We've been trained by our world. I'm talking about every man, boy, woman, and girl to think totally the opposite of what God said. So that even though, yes, you've been delivered out of the, uh, the, the kingdom of darkness, you haven't been delivered from the power of darkness. Because the darkness is still controlling you because you're still doing things according to what the world says, and not what God says to you. So that's why God wants to give us the law, which will convert our soul. It'll turn it back to the way we're supposed to think. It'll detwistify it because the devil done twistified it. And it'll detwistify it, praise God, and restore it back to the way we're supposed to think. We found out, praise God, that the testimonies of the Lord are sure, they're firm, they're faithful, they're dependable, they're trustworthy, they're reliable. And then they'll make the, the simple wise, praise God, because all of us used to be simple, praise God. To various degrees. Silly. That's what the word simple we found out mean. Or easily persuaded or fooled. Well, we could be tricked anywhere along the way. Why? Because we didn't know God's way. But that's why God said, I want to give you my law, my teachings, my understanding. Why? So that you can know my way. That way you won't be fooled no more. You won't be tricked no more. And that's what the devil does. He tricks us with the why, his wiles, his trickery. But he can't trick us no more. Because we know the truth. We know what's right now. And because we know what's right now, we don't fall for what's wrong under the guise of that's right. Oh, this is okay. No, it ain't okay. This is okay. No, it ain't okay. Because God said it ain't okay. Where everybody else doing it, where everybody else wrong. The Bible says, look, God be true and every man a lie. So they, only, only what God says is right. You ain't going to be silly no more. We found out in stanza number eight that the statutes of the Lord are right. Glory to God. We found out that they straight up. That's what that word right means. It means straight. They're upright, which means God tells you what's straight up. That's what you want to know. You want to know what's straight up. Don't be fluffing me. Don't be bluffing me. Tell me what's straight up. And God will give you what's straight up. So that once you get that line, that, that, that word in you, it'll straighten you up. And that's good news because now that you think upright, God can then be able to watch you operate upright. And then he will withhold no good thing from you, which means you'll get everything that God's got planned for you. We found out, praise God, that the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true. They righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter, mm-hmm. also than the honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warm. That's good reason right there to know this word. Because by it, we get warned. We found out, praise God, that that word warned means cautioned by illumination. Praise God. So that when you headed into a destination and then the light shines across and you see Freddy Krueger in the corner, praise God, you know to change your, your, your direction and change it and make a course correction because you headed into something that's about to take you out. And a lot of us are headed in a way that we think is right because the Bible says there's a way, to, to a, a way of a man that seemeth right, but the end thereof is the ways of death. 
and Freddy Krueger be done jacked you. That Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude be done hacked you. And you end up getting messed up because you didn't even see it when you was walking straight into it. But God will illuminate it right in front of you so that you can make a course correction and begin to make sure that you step into what God has in store for you. That's good news. Praise God. We also found out. Praise God. What stanza was that? Amen. 11. Stanza 12. Who can understand his errors? I'm talking about without this word. Nobody can because everybody think he's right in his own eyes. Clean thou me from secret faults, which means that's stuff that we're doing wrong we don't even know nothing about. But thank God for the word because it begins to show it about us. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins where we're presuming that we're doing right, but there's still sins. Let them not have dominion over us because once you submit yourself to sin, you now, it now has dominion over you. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. That's why we, just like he said, let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, the things I think about and contemplate about, let it be acceptable in thy sight. Not, not my sight, thy sight. Because see, it, don't, it ain't going to start off acceptable in your sight because you think you're right already. You think this is what you're supposed to do. But God's word will show you, no, no, that's not true. This is what's true. This is what's right. And this is what you need to connect yourself to. So we want to make sure that that which we think and that which we say and what we do matches what God say we ought to do. Because that's when things will be real good for me and you. Turn to Romans chapter 7, please. Now, once we hear and learn God's law, we're supposed to delight in the law of God in our heart. Romans chapter 7. Once we hear God's law, once he shows us what we ought to do, how we ought to conduct ourselves tells us what's true. We ought to get to rejoicing all up in our hearts. A party ought to start on the inside of you. Whereas you get to rocking and rolling and getting excited because God just showed you what to do. You ought to be fired up when you get to find out what to do. Let's read about it. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the things that God wants all of us to do is to be imitators of him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that's what he wants all of us to do, but that we're inspired to be and do what God wants us to be and do. That is, become the imitators of God that he wants everybody to be, including me and you. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do, to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope that you do the same thing, too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. 
We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this evening. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or just one of you come, just come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, I want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You bless us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you has been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God is going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure that you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.